Spring is back, and so is Church's Seafood. With a flavorful fish sandwich or classic shrimp basket. Each starting at just $3.99. It's a Mike Calder show. It's 1025 The Bone. Uh, Spanish, please go get our next guests, Dee Snyder and JJ French from Twisted Sister, who are going to be at Spooky Empire this week. It still smells so good in here like, for Modi. Yeah. Both those ladies smell delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to tell you, we have Bone TV, so you're not, I'm li- not lying, but Galvin and I both had the conversation off the air. Uh, if you, uh, if I didn't know Monique and you asked me, I would have said she was 32. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Looked fantastic. They both look great. All right. I see Dor- Look, there's JJ. How you doing? And there's D. Look at you. You look great. Nice to see you, man. How are you? Yeah. Oh, how you doing? Nice to see you. Good to see you, man. Uh, the Twisted Sister uh, boys are here. Let me move this so I can see your faces. Put your clothes back on. Let me remove this so I can see your faces. That has nothing to do with seeing our faces. (laughs) I wouldn't have to move it that far. pants, Mike. Do you miss radio? Do I miss radio? Yeah. I do. You know what? Honestly, mornings love it. I mean, I hate mornings. Right. Love... The radio. Just the talking, the conversation, you know, did it for three years. You were good at it, which is odd because they take somebody and try to make them do radio, and it usually sucks, you know, or at least from the beginning. Let's not name names. David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know God. I almost worked on that show? The one when he replaced Stern? When he replaced Stern, and, I, and I, they wanted me to be his executive producer, and I flew up there, and I was like, uh, no. And they were like, no, you don't even have a job right now. I go, no. And they go, why? I go, because... In a year from now, I don't want to be... Remember the funny guy from the David Lee Roth show? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, that's exactly what happened. I knew it would be disastrous. So, so uh, yeah, so you like to do it. Why don't you... Do you do a podcast or anything? No, I. you know, I, that was a pain in the ass uh, yeah. podcast. Uh-huh. I'll do a lot of traveling. Um, but, I, you know, my syndicated show, The House of Hair, is 22 years now. Yeah. It's 230 markets, you know. So, But now the technology is such that I can just bring the equipment with me, which is about the size of my phone. Right. The equipment. Yeah. yeah. He plugged it to his phone and, you know, recorded Isn't the show. amazing? Yeah. Uh, and um, so I still have my fingers in it, but I, I just I just love the format, you yeah. know? I love it. And and now you guys don't play anymore? J-Day, you, what are you doing? Uh, you are know, you? I transitioned. I was, um, that's not sexual. I was right. saying, lady. You said I was. <laughs> that's because, a lady. That's because that's a, this is a very t- touchy subject yeah. because my stepdaughter is going out with a they now. We're not even going to get into this. Really? Yeah, well, no, now I have to ask. Now, 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 now I have to ask. <laughs> you not, how do you handle I just want to know how you handle it. <laughs> what, what did it start out as? Abin Costello, who's on first, was right. on second, they's on third, and that's all I will say about the, the topic. Is it a right girl now. that or that is that is kind of in the middle or a guy who's kind of in the middle? It's a they. Are you allowed to say? I need to know so the they, origin. Uh, the, what you mean? What they was? Originally? They was. Yeah. They was a was born a female. Okay. So and now is now they're right? they yeah. they's a non-binary <laughs> individual. So and which I'm fine because I don't care what anybody does as long as they're happy. But you. That puts you in a bad spot. Well, you know, for us being you know former professional transvestites, that's even a more that's true. You know, you have to remember in the early days we were straight. Yeah, you know, but wait, do you blame about, yourself for this? How about this? <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Do you blame yourself? Do you say my no. daughter now doesn't know who to date because I used to wear no. makeup? No, Looking at old pictures. No, no. Yeah, but um, interestingly enough, if I were to ask you what would be the drag queen capital of the United States city-wise. Could you guess the name of the city? Just try to guess this, because you'll be... Of the United away. States? Atlanta. United States. Atlanta. New Orleans. I say Atlanta. Sioux Falls. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. You ready for this? Yeah. Columbus, Ohio. Really? Really? 
is the drag king and drag queen captain. Now, you would say, why would I know that? I mean, I'm, in my mind, I've already figured it out. I, I would know that because uh, because um, I, I was uh, featured in a movie, and it was an independent film, and I went to this uh, film festival, and there was a film about this this other film called Kings, Queens, and In-Betweens, and I learned the entire history Well, the state has a, a vase. Ohio has yeah. got a very famous to it. Yeah, so Just anyway. In, uh, in its inception. I learned that that was it. So, so then it made sense that Elton John lives in Columbus, Ohio. He has a house in Columbus. He does? Yes, oh. he does. Oh. Yes. And so does Eric And they all gravitated toward him. Right, right. He, that's why. He pulled him in there. He Just when him. I thought I was out right. moving to Columbus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I, I write for... I, 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 uh, I write for a lot of magazines, and I do motivational speaking and keynote speeches. That's you, what I do. It's I, I write for a business magazine called right. Inc. What do you know about business? A lot. Apparently. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, let it be said that JJ's been managing Twisted Sister for decades. Right. Okay. So it's one of the things that, I mean, even though the band isn't actively together, there are... Lice, constant licensing deals sure, and sure. royalty streams and, and reissues and this, all that. that, the yeah, other but thing. The history of the band is we were turned down more times in a bed sheet and we came back more times to Freddy Krueger. So oh, yeah. if you kind of know how to articulate that, I wrote the book is called The Twisted Method of Entrepreneurial Reinvention and it's the T-W-I-S-T-E-D, which is tenacity, wisdom, inspiration, stability, trust, excellence, and discipline. That's what I teach when I do my speaking. And that was inspirational. That's why I'm hired. That's what I talk about. It has to do with the, with my views of business through the prism of rock and roll. And they're yeah. always sexy stories because rock and roll is a sexy medium. So people like to hire me for those stories. Right. And, and D figures prominently in many of these stories. <laughs> of these stories. I bet. Uh, yes. I, the, I'm a cautionary tale. <laughs> the key to any rock band, and, and Twisted Scissors is a perfect example, is the dynamic front man. Because you can have the best musicians behind you uh, but when you have the key front man, I think that's what gives it the the eyes and the longevity, which is probably also what leads to bands breaking up and hating each other. Oh, yes, because yeah. front men are inherently... The band. No, they're messed up. Oh. <laughs> by, yeah. by definition. Right. You know, I mean, and, 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 and Jay and I, you know, it's, it's... I was... First of all, let's put something on the tail. I was an a-hole uh, to the band and very difficult to deal with right. and, and problematic, but it's that, but it, can you it, tell it, me in what ways? Like, did your, uh, e your ego? Yeah. 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 And yeah. You, would you, were you late to everything? And that no, kind no, of, no, 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 whoa, 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 no. Let me hold Okay, let, you let me tell you. Why no, 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 you. no, no. Yeah. Listen, yeah. this is yeah. important because I don't write songs and I don't sing, and I always needed to be with somebody who wrote. Yeah, Jay's songs. a founding member of the band. Yeah. Right. So, I joined his band. Yeah. Right. So it didn't matter to me. I had already been through several lead singers, but the thing was, what where D came in and what made it so unique was that we shared. Uh, a philosophy that you work really hard, you don't do drugs, you don't drink, you just bust your ass to make it. Right. And this is exactly... So I could tolerate a lot of stuff because the professionalism that he showed was beyond anything. Also, to this day, I don't know a single person that sits there and does vocal exercises for two hours before every gig. And you, oh, st really? you still do it? Oh, yeah. And okay. stretch and this get is, ready. I, this is a discipline. I never partied. I never, I never yeah. left the room. They knew where they'd find me. I'd be in the hotel room So the price, ready. the price you pay for the psychosis that he brings in, as the joke is, what's the difference between a lead singer and a terrorist? And the answer is you can negotiate with a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you well, go. Yeah, and this is, and, 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 you know, and so I've, you know, I've done a lot of, I'm, I feel much better now. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, one thing, uh, frustration that I've always shared with other front men is that we require to have an ego that allows us to step out there in front of an audience, command an audience, no instrument in our hand, just us 
and you know, and them. And you have to connect. And you then, have to connect with those people. And that takes an incredible. Uh, you have to be incredibly egotistical yeah. to do that. But then, in a perfect world, your band members would like you to step off the stage and go click. Yeah. Okay, I'm a regular guy now, yeah. and it doesn't go like that. That same thing that gives you the ability to do that makes you a very Difficult person off stage. Sure, sure. You you have to have a different mindset and and you get into it. And then I I bet you started believing your own hype. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we broke through. Yeah. Oh my god, that's when I became impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that was not just the band. I mean, my family. I wasn't speaking to any of them. My wife and I. We've said I've been together forty three years now, but we nearly came apart because sure. I just. I had heard the word no a lot in my life, and at that point, when the band broke, I don't want to hear no from anybody, including her. Right, right. Including her. Now's your time. And my Brooklyn Italian wife was that's one of the only words she knows right. no. <laughs> i'm uh i'm married to a jersey jew who also knows that word yeah, yeah, they, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a regional thing right right but she wasn't putting up with it and, and but anyway but yeah so you just you just get worse and worse until you finally get until you lose it all and you wake up and you get better can i better can i tell now. you guys something that i uh that i i'm sure you've seen in different aspects uh, all over but we play in a band uh, cover band, and uh, it's a good way for us to go out with the audience and meet them instead of sitting at a car lot on a Tuesday, you know what I mean? And we play We're Not Gonna Take It, and I always look when our singers are kind of introducing the song, and we start to play it, I always look at the age groups in the crowd to see who's gonna know this song. Are they gonna be the older people there? And it's everybody. It's everybody that knows that song, and you're not hearing it on the radio every day. It's it's one of those songs. No, you're not hearing it on the radio every day, but what you hear, this is what you're getting. And this is what separates us from every other band, including, with all due respect, ACDC, KISS, Guns N' Roses. We're Not Gonna Take It and I Wanna Rock are the two most licensed songs in the history of heavy metal. Wow. And more TV shows, TV commercials, uh, uh, movie trailers, movie soundtracks. This was not necessarily the brainchild. But yes, D wrote the songs. I can't say to you that 30 years ago when it was first licensed for the first time to Comtrex nasal spray, which is true. Which <laughs> Thank is true. you, God. Okay? But I can't say to you that 30 years ago when that happened, we could foresee 30 years later that they would be the two most licensed songs. Right. But they are the two. So what happens is it doesn't matter whether they're played on the radio or not, and they are. But the fact is that these two songs have outlived, outstrengthened, out in terms of monetary, uh, the ability for the, the monetization of these songs yeah. has outstripped every band by a mile. So when we sit back on a yearly basis and look at our licensing history, it is mind-blowing because... The song is everywhere. Sure. So everybody sure, I'm knows I'm thinking it. in my head movies I've seen it in. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I'll go to a movie, and by the way, since they don't have to contact us about use if they use the different version, and you're in the music industry, so you understand, we re-recorded the song so we could keep 100% of the master. Wow. Okay? That's great. This occurred to us about 20 years ago. We said, why are we giving 50% of, this, of the money away to the label? Let's. The one thing that the record labels managed to not do because they screwed us in every possible way they could. They, the record label deals... They got deals, the Kama Sutra of <laughs> screwing the They screw you, but the one clause that they didn't screw us with came back to bite them in the ass, and it was the re-record clause. Right. Because they, because back in the 30s and 40s, when they wrote these contracts, they said, who lasts more than five years? Right. They're going to be dead in five years. Let them re-record five years later. Well, we actually said, we're going to do that. So you just went and re-recorded it. Made and perfect, that perfect change. Version? 
perfect examples. And then what happens is they come after you for the master use, and essentially we try to make sure that our version is used because it's indistinguishably different. And if you are a buyer... Right, right. You do want the exact sounding. The reason why you're bringing yeah, the you song the is song, you, you yeah. want to trip the the brain to remembering back in the time. So we had to make perfect versions, and we made perfect versions of the songs, and we sell our versions ninety five percent of the time. Good for you. And it's an extraordinarily lucrative business, and it continues onward. And that is probably why you keep hearing it all the time. And yeah. the manager, and you oh, get all band. that money. Uh-huh. You wrote them. You wrote the song. You I get wrote all the, the publishing. Song, yes, and then the band does not. No, the band oh. gets the band gets the they're, they're, the performing right. aspect of it. Is that why you guys all hate D? <laughs> Again, I, I'm telling you this: never regret it, never ever yeah. once. No, yeah, because no, I didn't I write. Yeah, I look. I never Since would have been. I wouldn't the... be sitting here if it wasn't. Uh, yeah. I'll be. I'm straight out. I knew when I was 20 years old and I wanted to become a rock star. I needed to find guys to be, be in, in yeah, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's like only... Elton couldn't write lyrics, you know, and he realized he couldn't write lyrics. It's he, a partnership. He needed a yeah. lyricist, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and it is a partnership. But the thing, you know, you talk about we're not going to take it, it's transcended. It's it's almost a folk song now. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows it. And it's, I don't even think they all know who did it originally. Uh, Young kids know the song. Yeah. Like, well, I'll say little kids, right? And they'll go, this guy's really he's a rock star. These kids look at the old man, you know? <laughs> and then they go, uh, you know, yeah, what song? We're not gonna... And their eyes light up. Yeah. I know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that song. They didn't know that we were the guys who did it. Some. Yeah. You know, the younger kids, but they still, like you said, who's going to react? Everybody reacts. It's become it's all over the world. It has become the world's number one protest song. It is the yes. ultimate song for every disenfranchised group, left, right, of any part of the spectrum. By the way, watching the um, in England, they sang We're Not Going to Brexit at, yep. in front yeah, of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and every single teacher's union that went on strike last year in all these Midwest cities, you know, in yeah. Ohio, Virginia, they're all singing We're Not Going to Take It. I was contacted by a teacher's union in West Virginia. They said, would you come down and talk to us because we're going to the state house to sing your song. These things were not predictable. We no. didn't know what was going to happen. You were crazy guys who wore wigs and makeup. Yeah, yeah. and when uh, they stormed the, um, the, 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 uh, the hearings, the impeachment hearings, Hearings, yeah. and oh, Republicans yeah. use we're not going to fo- take Fox it. News use we're not going to take like, it. Uh, do you know whatever it whenever it plays the uh, people on the other side of the of the table so if they're against the teachers union you let that happen uh-huh. it really isn't in our control did you get mad at Fox for using that did you say I read a thing and said you know we've got we have differing political views even within the band yeah okay so I for you know for a one-off when Paul Ryan started using yeah. it as a uh, as his battle cry and and he's mr you know anti-women's rights right we, we, I've got we both got a big problem with that do you, do you go like this you go this is this is BS because we're and then you go do you understand then though, you whisper but we're gonna think so but the money. laws people do not understand the the fair use copyright laws uh, that exist when you when you using the song in a venue that that pays ASCAP BMI and CSAC they don't understand it it's so when I get someone who says to me hey man I'm in a baseball game so you know, we're not gonna take it's gonna play Kaching I go Kaching how about point zero 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 I said we don't get paid what do you mean mm. you don't get paid because the artist yeah, doesn't we, get paid and, and we can, and also the you know we have favorite teams right. and I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan he's a Met fan but 
when Boston uses We're Not Going to Take How It, and they start they? singing, we can't stop yeah. them because I don't like Boston. Right, right, right. So you when know, a politician <laughs> uses a song, perfect example, you may hate the guy. Okay, all right, fine. You don't like the politician, great. If the politician uh, is speaking in a place that pays ASCAP fees yeah. and BMI fees, they can use any one of 80 million songs without, A, asking the artist, yes. B, paying the artist. So now... You get these emails. How could you let this happen? Yeah. This guy's up. So what happens is most bands will take out a press release and make a statement. We're going to sue you, which technically they really can't. can't yeah. But they want to look good for their Sure, fans that's the thing. Yeah. Like that. So what you can do, and the only thing you can do is either you embarrass the person so they stop using it, or you go behind the scenes in which you... Yes, you did, yeah. which was actually the most professional thing. Yeah, that was very professional on your yeah. end. Well, I, I mean, in 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 fairness to him, uh, f- first of all, it's very easy with the right. If I want someone in the right to stop it, I go. Have you read the lyrics? Uh huh. And I go, where? not I said, no, no. Line one, <laughs> first one. We've got the right to choose. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Wait a second. Right, Who right. didn't fend this uh, I've been singing we got the right to choose for the last two weeks. <laughs> nobody nobody read the lyrics before we made this I our song. No, nobody listened the to these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, in the case of, uh, of, of, of our president... We were friends from Celebrity Apprentice. Right. Hung and, you know, and everything's fine. And, you know, and the rules of socializing don't talk about religion, sports, or politics. I've got friends. Like, we're talking about Boston Yankees. One of my closest friends wears a Boston hat. Uh-huh. And I wear a Yankees hat. Yeah. We're very close. I was the, I, 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 at his wedding, I performed the service. We've never mentioned our hats. Right. In the 20 years I've known him, never said a word about his Boston hat. Yeah. And he's never said a word about my Yankee hat because we know that day is the end of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I had a really good friend who played for the Yankees and then got traded to the Red Sox. That's, that's like, a, that's a dance. <sighs> uh, so anyway, I get a call when, when, uh, Trump was running. And he said, hey, what do you think about me using We're Not Gonna Take It? And I was like, sure. You know, he'd been saying he's going to run for, for years. Yeah, a- Every year. But the odd thing about the last time, though, was I remember Pendulette calling me go, hey, he's announced he's running again. There's no Celebrity Apprentice on. You think he's why, serious why this time? Why doing it? Yeah. And he goes, and, and we're like. No, I don't know. It's just, it's just yeah. you know, it's his thing. And uh, so he's like, it, it, and I said, yeah, sure, raise some hell, man. That's what Saul's about, raise some right. hell. Then he started, you know, speaking of things that I did not agree with, and it was uh-huh. some real issues with some of his belief systems, and, and which, I, you know, like I said, hanging out and having dinner did not, those subjects never came up. Mm-hmm. And uh, my kids, who were like Bernie crazy right. kids, like, Dad, you got to go out in public. And I said, no, 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 no. The man called me and asked me. I said, yes. Yeah. I said, I'm going to call him up and ask him to stop. And I called him up and I said, listen. Oh, hold on. Back it up. You just pick up the phone and call the president? Well, not he wasn't the president then. Oh, in the in the campaign. Yeah, yeah and, okay, and okay. campaign, and and uh, and you know, and and my band members were also saying, "Hey, these, you yeah. know, some of these things," because we're New Yorkers through and through, quite honestly. Right. And um, and uh, I said, well, "Look, I said I'm not going to attack him." He asked me. Most people don't even ask. Yeah, they just do. You're right. You know. So I called and said, "Listen, I just we're not on the same page." The stuff that you're talking about, and I'm, and I said, "I need you to stop." And he said, "Okay." And it was that night. Never played Stop. again. Yeah, that's good. And I said, are we cool here? 
And he said, D, we've done a lot of charity work. We've done stuff for, uh, you know, we, we've done a lot of different charity things together, raised tens of thousands of dollars for children's charities right. and things like that. And he said, of course, we're cool. Give me, an idea, give me an idea if you can. I'm not, I'm not looking to start any trouble, but give me an idea what you heard in the campaign where you're like, I don't like that. Well, there's a number one. The, the biggest one, the, well, the line crosser for me, and I'm, and I'm sure JJ would have, you know, different. Uh, and remember, we have members of our band who are on the other side. Right. So, um, so and I'm not going to get into the politics within the band. Um, but um, my, my grandfather escaped Russia and came here uh-huh. and immigrated here and was accepted here. And if he hadn't been allowed to uh, get into our country, I wouldn't even be here. If they had shut the door on him, okay, when he was being, he was persecuted. Did he come here? Did he come here legally? Well, he is leg- legally yes. I mean, he, his mother had to report him dead yeah. to escape. Uh, then czarist Russian, right? Yeah, okay. yeah Russia yeah, legally escaped Russia, yeah. but come into so America. He came legally. to America, right. and he had we had a half had a half brother here, and, uh, and so we, yeah, he came in legally through Ellis Island, whatever. But if they had turned him away, uh, I wouldn't have the life and and everything i have and it was felt it was dishonor to him to with, with the with the strict laws that you know that trump is uh and by the way i'm barely awake so my no, no, I, I'm, not tra- I'm not trying to challenge no 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 no, no. Yeah. i'm just trying to but uh, we was about immigration and stuff like that and you know that was i was like i can't in honor of my grandfather i just, that this this was the line there were other things along the way you know uh, i'm i'm pro-choice to a fault right I mean, you know, I fought for, uh, you know, the, the First Amendment. I am a concealed carrier. I am, I'm, I am like right down the line. And, and women's rights to choose, it's not my business. No, I'm with you. you know? I'm and with you. So, so when you, st- there was like a, so, you know, that was a big one for me as well. That's what I want to whisper to, to the folks and go, hey, yeah, I impeach Trump. Now, good luck with Pence. See how that works out for you. Well, look, I'll tell you, I'm a lifelong New Yorker. And I've seen Trump in, in action for 35 years. Yeah. And he's been an embarrassment to New York for 35 years. I mean, he couldn't be elected dog catcher in New York. See, the yeah, fact, is, the know, fact I, is, well, let me just yeah, go on yeah. here. It started with the Central Park Five. His latent racism was was exhibit, was right out front. And that was 20 years ago. We saw that nonsense. And that, when he did that, when he took the advertising out that they should be, be, they should be executed, essentially in the public square before a trial, right. that's the part of me that just, this is the part of me. I'm a liberal New York. But how do you feel about Al Sharpton? You know, uh, uh, I thought what he did with Tawana Brawley was was uh, insulted. It's just, but that, by the way, but he's, the, not, he's not my president. Okay, he's right. Not what my I'm president. Saying, but when I lived but in New York, they were they were both the same kind of people to me. Well, okay, that's yeah. fi- fair enough. I was never a fan of what he did to Pagonis, right? To to the to the um, to the uh, I think he was at the attorney or in, in upstate that he like smeared yeah. him. So don't put me. I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna bite on that. Yeah. Just saying. I watched Trump for 32 years and I never liked it. Now, when he was a real estate guy, he was funny, buffoonish. You know, cheating on his family, having kids out of wedlock, and all that. He was like funny page six stuff. Right. I mean, it was kind of like funny stuff. It's you never not, thought that guy would be the never. leader of the free so, world. So now he couldn't be elected dog catcher. No, you know, he, the interesting thing about New York City, and this is true. So whether you like him, you don't like him. This is the one interesting fact. Every guy who ever wins the presidency wins their home county because you're the hometown guy. I mean, you are the hometown guy. You win your county. That's what you, you could lose the entire country. Right. You're winning your county. So he loses New York County. People say, well, it's because they're Democrats. He lost. I said, listen, let me tell you, man, Nixon won New York twice. Okay, so let's be fair here. Yeah. This is how bad Trump lost. He didn't lose 60-40. He didn't lose 70-30. He didn't lose 80-20. He lost 92-8, to which means that 92% of New yeah. Yorkers looked at this guy and went, this guy's out right. 
right now, I think it's kind of interesting. They've ripped his name off of every building in New York except for three buildings. Mm-hmm. So there is a – New York City has been basically saying to everyone in the world, this guy is a joke. However, he is the president, and we have to deal with what we have to deal with. But, no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. And still, what he did was the right way to handle it. Yeah. There, was oh, no, there was no reason to go out and do anything more, uh, more embarrassing. That when, and by the way, Aerosmith did, and Queen did, and the Rolling Stones But did, I don't know if he called him up and asked permission. Right, hey, Mick, right, can right. I use, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. song he was using? So, I mean, it was a different situation. They, none of them were on The Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> two uh, and a half seasons. I, I, have to, I want to mention to everybody that Twisted Sister, the entire band, right, is going to be at the Spooky Empire thing? Yeah, we retired in 2016, uh, but it's a 35th anniversary of Stay Hungry. Uh, and, uh, hey, look, there's a... There's Niedermeyer up there uh-huh. and on the screen. And um, and we thought, you know, there's an opportunity. We're not performing. People go, oh, you're, you know, but we figure let's get together at this unique opportunity to meet fans so they can get autographs, see all the guys together, get pictures with us and what have you. And it's great for us, too, because we, we love each other. And do you? Or, I, don't know, I don't know the dynamic. Do you all get along very well? Now we do. Uh-huh. I mean, we, I mean know, now, yeah. I mean, we got... For years we did. Yeah. Then we had the breakup, and then we got back together, and we just were all New York guys. We have the same sort of sick sense of humor, you know? And you're all buddies. You want to hang out and do you know, stuff on the road? It, that is an interesting question because everyone always says the same thing. Do you guys get along? Like, like is, it's, is it always built into the cake that bands hate each other? Yeah. And frankly, when we reunited, uh, the very first time uh, we were playing with Yes, and I, you know, we finally had gotten back together after 12 years. And so headlining over Yes, headlining. much to the chagrin <laughs> of John Anderson and Chris Squire. So a parallel universe yeah. in Europe is Twisted Sister uh, is Yes opening <laughs> yeah. for Twisted uh, Sister. So I, um, you know, so I can't believe that they were that they're going on before us. I'm almost embarrassed, you know. Right, so I walk. Right, right. So I never met the guys, and I walk up to John Anderson, and I said, you know. So I and I went. And I used to see you guys when I was in high school. And I'm old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I, I'm 67. I said I saw you guys when I was in high school at the film Reason. And I and I shook his hand. And as I grabbed his hand, he went. He said to me, gently. Oh. So I went okay. So I was gentle. About an hour later, I run to Chris Squire, and apparently those guys don't. Get, they did, had not gotten along, so, right. they, so it was John Travel Anderson. Separately. It was John Anderson and, one, and Steve Howe here, and Chris Squire and the other guys here. So I, Chris was a friend of Phil Carson's, and Phil says, "Go say Chris, a regular guy." I walk up to Chris. I go, "Hey, how you doing?" He goes, "Great." I said, "Yeah, I just met John." I shook his hand. He goes, "You shook his hand." <laughs> <laughs> he let you touch his hand. I went, "Okay." I see this is a tender subject here. So it became it became aware. I became aware of these kinds of businesses because we are in the only business in which people think, rightly so, because we sell this image, that it's a big family. But in any other corporate situation, you don't go home with your coworkers. Mm. But in the music business, they think you do everything together all the time. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know? so well, we, we always assume you're... I mean, I think that's why I think bands don't get along, because they probably spend so much time together. But we, we have a huge history, and when we're together, it's really funny. It is funny. Can it I, is very funny. Let me ask you about this. I talked to... We had Paul Stanley on a couple of weeks ago, and this is... I want to just tell you how I feel as a fan and see what you guys think as rock stars. I thought when Kiss got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the fact that they wouldn't do one song with Peter Chris and Ace Frehley was a such... And I'm not even that big of a Kiss fan at all. But just was such a slight to all the Kiss Army and all the crap that they've been selling to all their fans for all the years. I felt like they owe them, they owe them one. 
And Paul was like, oh, you know, if you've ever been divorced, you want to hang out with your ex-wife. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. You're not doing it for, for Yeah, them. but you show up at the kids' graduation and right. sit together. You yeah, do it right. for, the, for the fans for one time. You know, I, I had so many people that I'm friends with, famous people, like Chris Jericho, the wrestler, and uh, Jim Norton, the radio guy and the comedian, they were like, I, we have to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's the first time Kiss is all going to be together. And we got, like, these are uh, grown men still willing to fly across the country to go see these guys together for the first. Like, we know that that means so much to Kiss fans, and yet they wouldn't, they still wouldn't do it. And I think that's such a dick move. So the fact that you guys will go and sit somewhere and sign autographs and meet somebody as a band together, I think is a great treat to Twisted Sister fans. We hope so. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, great people going to be here this weekend. So besides it really is. Twisted, a good Alice lineup. is there and, you know, and Elvira and I saw Clive Tony Barker. Todd, Clive Barker. Yeah. Yeah, he's excited. He, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big pussy when it comes to things like roller coasters and scary movies. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, this has a lineup that's worth going to and seeing. You also were in a movie one time that I watched by accident. Strangeland? Oh, man. You were cre. There was one scene where you were... You're welcome. (laughs) It's the kind of thing that really... That really freaked me out. Oh, thank you. I, I wanted... <laughs> no, no, that's good. I, w- I was uh, going to see if you would sign the guitar for me, and I asked Carmen to go see if she had any. She comes rushing in with a series of guitars. All right, listen, if you want to see It's Twisted all about Sister, presentation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's $50 a second. Yeah, 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 yeah that's fine. Have you seen Carmen? Uh, <laughs> how, how, you guys still get... Uh, the lovely Carol Mer- Merrill. I know, you're, I know you're married. You still get you still get groupies, girls still throwing themselves at you? Throwing? Yeah. The roll-up. It's a little scary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I've seen fans in the front when we were playing with oxygen tanks. I've seen. <laughs> I, I I was just I you know I do I was at a charity event and yeah and a one legged you know lovely one leg fan with their twisted sister colors you know somebody's grandma pulls it's just the truth it's the reality yeah Gene told the story uh, Simmons told the story about of being at the airport, and this 80, this octogenarian comes up and goes, Oh, Jeannie, it's so good to see you. Remember that wonderful night we had in San Francisco? And he was going, what? And then he realized that this was the MILF. Yeah. But he was 20. Right. This 40, or MILF he had an affair with, and she was so hot. Well, guess what? Yeah, she's 80 now. She's, but you're dead. she's knocking on death's door now. You know? So that's a reality. By the way, I looked at the Rolling Stones, and they're really old. Yeah. I mean, they're really old and their fans are really old and you know their fans don't clap between songs they're afraid the lights will go on in the arena so the thing is, you have to be you have to be you know, so, so, sometimes sometimes you know you the age gap but uh, here's the thing in the states we, they're o- older in europe the gap is really spread from 17 to 16 yeah, in yeah, south yeah, america yeah. in all fairness and the most amazing thing about south america the kids are, are 15 to 22 really? the thing is mike yeah. you know ba- ba- being the d back in the day yeah. you know the chicks were 38 d's now they're 38 longs <laughs> you know what i mean they used to lift their oh, shirts and show yeah. their boobs now they lift their skirts and show their boobs yeah. you know our motto yeah, yeah. is sex prescription drugs and rock and roll <laughs> and then on top of it all when you do get the young girl in the audience and she's whipping them out you go she's younger than my daughter Put it away. Does your mother know you're here? You know, so. Can you share with me a, uh, a, a odd sex tale from the road? Like I asked Bon Jovi one time, I said, Do you ever get a, a mother daughter threesome? And he said, yeah, once or twice. And I'm like, that's that's the reason why you pick up an instrument to me. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. W- yeah. I, no, I, I've been with Suzette 43 years. Right. She wound up uh, 
doing all the makeup, hair, costumes for Twisted. She was always there. Not on the road, but I, you know, like I would say, if I was screwing around on her, it'd be on YouTube or yeah, Facebook right, right yeah. now. This is I know ch- more guys when Facebook was born whose marriages were over. Right, right. Were over. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but that was like, and the photos came uh, out. So I was a very boring guy. Yeah, the band was, um, this was this was the uh, craziness. When oh, he band. was married to the bass player's sister. Uh, bass player's sister. Oh. So the craziness of the band was that we portrayed this insane, you know, look, D, you know, yeah. as uh, he looks like Sarah Jessica Parker dipped in the vat of acid. And we all know this because because uh, it was Although written about him. Although we're more similar these yeah. days. That's true. So, um, I think you're looking better. Yeah. It does definitely look better. <laughs> Uh, so what we would do is we would portray these insane characters while we were working five nights a week. You know, we played, by the time the record deal happened, Dee and me and Eddie had been playing probably 4,000 performances at that point. Right. If you've seen it as a documentary called yeah, We yeah, Are God Twisted Playing so Sister. So, so good. We were together for 10 years. So we worked really, really hard, and, and we were so tired, and we dedicated our lives to it. And when the band finally exploded, you know, that was 10 years in the bars, and the band finally exploded, our attitude was, man, just pay us the money now. Like, you know, it was just... It's work, we, we, we would travel on the buses. There was a fun bus and a no-fun bus, and mm-hmm. me, Dee, and Mark were in the no-fun bus. And in this no-fun bus, this is the truth, you, you. It was me, D, and Mark. So we would finish this. We'd play this arena, and we'd get on this bus, and there was four king-size beds and two road crew guys who unfortunately had to travel with us because we didn't allow cigarettes, alcohol. Oh. No, girls are not allowed on the bus. Nothing was allowed. It was like it was like traveling with a Jehovah Witness. Yeah, yeah. And these guys would come in as like roadies and go, man, I thought this was rock and roll. I said, <laughs> not, not, I said maybe in the other bus with the crew, but not in this Mendoza bus. Mendoza so was the smart one because he was a party, not a drug party, right, but party. he would go and hang. Out. He was a single guy. He was single. He would go hang out on the on the fun bus and then sleep on yeah, the yeah, on yeah, the yeah, quiet yeah. bus. He said, you, "You know, you, you don't crap where you, you right, eat." Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. So and <laughs> it became so. It was it was so. The record label warned us. To not tell people how straight we were because it would ruin our ruin reputation. Image, of course, yeah. now this is the only business that would happen because if you get a politician with a sixteen-year-old girl in cocaine, his career's over. Right. If you get a, an athlete with a sixteen-year-old girl in cocaine, his career's over. But with a rock star, sixteen-year-old girl, like, hey, yeah. all right, I I felt that. you're a good guy. Yeah. And I definitely felt that when I, you know, when I went to Washington and testified in the Senate hearings, and I told people that I was clean, sober, married, had a kid, and you know, and I was raised a Christian and still adhere. Like, I saw a definite, like, pushback from fans going, whoa, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I You've never lied about it. Us, but yeah. I, I, I never, no, I was very open about it, but on such a grand scale, a lot of the young, you know, they want lifestylers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and by the you way, you I mean? were straighter than half the, half the guys in the Senate and the House. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're, yeah. were hypocritical about how they run their lives, and you're actually sitting there with, and I know this guy. Yeah. I know exactly how he was. I said, man, this is, we're being dragged in front of Congress because they're attacking us for destroying the morality of America. <laughs> we're actually the straight. You're the guy, you're the never, guy. never saw you coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, it was a reality show you had, right? Growing up twisted, but short that was, lived. That was good, though. I think you were ahead of the time. No, I don't think we were ahead of the time. I think we, we weren't screwed up enough. But, but know, I thought it, that was the appeal to it because in my I, mind... I thought so. I didn't know you uh, personally. There were some other things going on oh, over yeah. at E! Because we we uh, they brought... So they had Family Jewels. Yeah. 
And uh, and then uh, they put, they said, well, okay, let's let's do another show, Growing Up Twisted, and they put us on right before Family Jewels as a lead-in, or I don't know, it was the reverse, whichever it was. Right. And our numbers were virtually identical to the Family Jewels show, and then I heard that, yeah, we were they were canceling us because our numbers weren't good enough. I go, wait a minute, our numbers are the same, same as yeah. Family Jewels, and I heard that there was some... People unhappy in the Family Jewels camp that uh, I that I don't want two shows. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah, that that another guy with makeup and whatever was on the I, I whatever. You, I, I, tell, I just want to say thank you for enjoying it. Uh, but we couldn't. It really sort of we, so we started getting jail mail to our house oh, for our daughter, yeah. uh, who was thirteen or fourteen, and we're like, we we just sat. That, we were like sort of. You don't this need is that. not a great yeah. thing, yeah. and it was. And so when it when it didn't get renewed, honestly, we were like, you know what? Yeah. This is really for the best, and I'm glad it didn't because it just got kind of weird. I always think about that. I always go if they decide to do a Real Housewives or something, whatever. I wouldn't want that. I like to watch it, but I don't want it. I wouldn't want to expose yeah, my family to that. They just want you to be, you know, trouble. They want you to be more, yeah, trouble, conflict, yeah, and drama, yeah. 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 I remember they tried to get my kids to get in the car and 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 they didn't have their licenses oh. and take one of our cars and they they were literally trying to encourage them yeah. to take the car to create a thing and I was and I just like no, came down on yeah, them yeah, yeah. so they weren't happy about that either. That's crazy. I said if that's what you need, you want to go someplace else. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's good Mike, that you keep straight. Yes. This February it'll be forty four years since he joined. The band. I right. mean, we've been together 44, 44 years, pretty much. It's pretty. It's an incredible run, you know. Not you know, and, and I have to say that that's what makes the, uh, the a certain bands, you know, the longevity of these bands sure. really a value. The ACDCs, the Judas Priest, the Kiss. Say what you want to say about them critically. I say if you've been together that long, you deserve all the the accolades because it's a tough business. It's a hard business. I don't even understand how kids get into it these days. No, because, I don't. Because the streaming and there's no there's no industry to do it. We had an industry. We had a life. And we had an extraordinary history, and that's what I cherish most. This is this, you know, this has been my life much more than any other part of my life. And sure. these guys have been a part of that life, and it's it's amazing to have that history. What now? You guys retired. When will you play again? You know that? Uh, can I? Uh, I'll, <laughs> let me just say this. I said we would never play again when we stopped playing in 1987. I said that will never ever happen. Knowing full well that's a lie. No. No, no, I expected it. We didn't talk for 12 years. Right. So nuts, nuts. Okay. Nuts. Okay, I never expected. In fact, a fan walked up to me once and says, hey, man, when are you guys getting together? And I said, it's not going to happen. Come on, everybody's got a number. It's not going to happen. No, no, what's your number? I said, let me ask you a question. You haven't been married? He goes, yeah, you divorced. I said, how much would it take for you and your ex-wife to go on a tour bus for a month? You couldn't pay me. <laughs> so that was it. But we did. Now, I can't say it'll never happen. I don't see a pathway that it would. I can't say it never would, but yeah. I don't see a pathway. So, agreed, <laughs> agreed. I mean, I mean, look, if if a charity said, uh, you know, if Jimmy Fallon said, "Hey, would you come on the show and do a song together?" Right. Yes. If a charity said, "Hey, we're we're doing a benefit to raise money for kids with cancer. Would you play a couple songs?" In a heartbeat. Yes. Get far on the bus. You, yeah. Get and do two hour show actual performing and i was do i went solo for a couple of years and i have i didn't formally announce it but this summer i just said you know what i'm done and i and i and i've been actually 
I've been, you talked about Strangeland. I've been working on my writing career and I, I'm directing my first feature film in the spring, uh, a movie I wrote called uh, My Enemy's Enemy. And I'm writing a, a new screen action film for a major action star right now. I've got a kids' children's show just sold to Fox, not wow. Fox, uh, to, to Netflix, sorry. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I've got, and uh, actually got another show in development with stupid buddies who do robot chicken. Uh-huh. So, and it's all writing. And so I'm just like, right, so you got another project. Moves into another thing. Thing. Yeah. Jay's doing his his public speaking. I believe it. That like I said, Twisted Sister is practically a full time managing the, the licensing and the albums and the things like that. It's it's crazy. We keep getting these checks. I keep going. Right. Good work, John. But what about this? You guys don't want to go and do the road and do all the tour dates. What about a residency on Vegas? Two weeks. It's. Okay, I've had a knee surgery, I've had a shoulder surgery, I've had a throat surgery, and several other surgeries. I feel like we're offering you a and, job. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and performing-wise, I can't, and, you know, I, I can't not be aggressive. Uh-huh. Be aggressive. Be, be aggr- yeah, I you don't want to be the old man on stage who can't move. Do either. it. And... Things were hurting more and more. And the last shows I did, I I had a solo album. I I was throwing horns, and my brain was going, ow, ow, ow. Mm. Every time I threw the horns, I wasn't saying it in the mic because I'm a professional, but ow, 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 ow. (laughs) And you're not supposed to say ow when you throw the horns. And when one shoulder went and one knee went, and when you go, well, when's the other one going to go? And I know there are guys like Paul, and to his credit, God bless him, said two hip surgeries. Apparently, we both replay, and you know, and 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 it's back out there. God bless him. Yeah. I don't want to be the bionic man. No, I don't. That's a weird. Thing. I just read an interview with uh, Bill Bruford, I think, and in in yes, and he said he hasn't played drums in ten years, and he said people walk up to him all the time and go, "How can you not?" Play drums. Like, right. How could you not do this? And when we walked off the road in, in three years ago, I I gave all my guitars away at the last gig to the crew. Came home, didn't look at a guitar for six months, didn't touch a guitar. And my my wife kept saying to me, "What are you doing?" I said, "I don't want to look at." it. I even have a blues band on the side with a couple really like with the drummer from Leonard Skinner and the guitar from White. Great blues I, guitar uh, player. And, and I way. and I cancel I canceled the date. I said I don't ever want to plug a guitar in. So. After three years, I show up at a gig. I'll play two songs, blues songs, with some fans. But the the uh, the level of intensity that Twisted Sister plays at, which is about 117 mm-hmm. decibels, it feels like you're going into a war. You've got a zillion marshals up there. You can't do it halfway. You have to just go in. And, and frankly, since AJ died, uh, and AJ was was the heart of this. That's another band. element of it. AJ was our. Was was basically our John Bonham, yeah. as great as Mike Portnoy is, who's one of the greatest drummers in the world. Yeah. Absolutely no, and we love Mike, and what he did when he stepped in was amazing. AJ was a heart and soul. I, I kind of ever since AJ's died, I've le- I've less of a heart to want to go on stage because yeah. when he would be on stage during that first uh, show of every year, when we just you know, run through a song and you're in I'm the getting studio, a little chill right now. He's talking, Chris, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you just and he just yeah. goes into you know like shoot him down and we're not going to take it. He goes whack and you go ah oh, AJ's there yeah. and he's your bed. You know he's the bedrock and he's gone. I could start crying. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I loved he was, him. He was I the only guy so when the band broke up for twelve years. He was the only one who remained friends with everybody. In the band, so while we all weren't speaking to each other, he was, and he never got a lot of credit for reuniting the band. Right, but he was 
connective tissue, the one guy was, who uh, kept the relationship know. with everybody because he was the most like, as J.J. said when he died, the nice one died. <laughs> yeah. That's what J.J. J.J. We were sitting here, he goes, the nice one died. Yeah. And he was right. He was the nice one. Yeah, uh, so it kind of tore our hearts out. And so I'm less inclined to do it. And I play with amazing drummers. But, man, A.J. laid this groove. Yeah. And I swear, I do understand what Robert Plant meant. He, He's went, your, he was your bedrock. He yeah. was your bedrock. And by the way, just getting back to close the loop on the Bill Bruford thing, he said, people don't understand that I just want to be with my grandkids and write books. Yeah. And I don't ever want to play drums again. And I have to tell you that when I look at my guitars, the guitars are sitting there. I've got 60 of them and they're in a warehouse, two of them in my house, and I have to force myself to pick up a guitar. So I don't have a desire to play air guitar. In a win. Why? Because I've played 9,000 plus shows. Yeah. I mean, we've done thousands of shows. You know, people don't understand in the bars we were playing four shows a night five nights a week i mean these were hour-long shows it was unbelievable how much time we spent i actually quantified how much time we spent in the bars we 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 at the time we got signed had had played 9800 hours either live or rehearsing wow. that, with that 10,000 hour rule yeah, yeah, yeah. well you know 10,000 hours if you're not you're great experts. you're really yeah. terrible <laughs> we were great which is why we came out and exploded the way we did the band's unbelievably professional these level of professionalism in other words what his expectations Expectations are of himself are like this, and if he can't do this, I know when this guy tells me if I can't do that, I don't want to do it. I get it a hundred percent because nobody prepares himself as much as he does. And I've watched this guy's that stood. This is a boring by side. conversation, isn't it? People, <laughs> no, I mean, and, no, no, I don't mean you're boring, Jay. Right, I just mean right, but talking about uh, about this guy you know, doesn't like, cheat like, on his wife. This guy likes be, this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? But you want to be a rock star. And people have the dream out there, and we have the dream, live the dream, and we're happy about it. But there's a certain miserableness as a part of it, and I was miserable doing it, and even. Up till recently, my wife said, why are you, because you're just so, when I get in the zone, I just, I don't leave the room, I start exercising, and I'm breathing steam, and I'm yeah. vocalizing, and the whole day, I'm just, and it's just, at this point in my life, I just don't want to put myself through that. Yeah, and by the way, in the documentary, when you were describing in the documentary, it was the first time you actually were verbalizing, even back in the bars, how much that was yeah. a struggle. Yeah. I, I said I had a sore throat for 10 years. Yeah. Uh -huh. 10 You're years. Screaming every night. And yeah. just every day, my throat hurt. I didn't know what it was like to not have a sore throat. But it's just, it, it sounds like, oh, you whiny bitch. <laughs> Thank you, God. Our dreams came true. But some people want to do, go on and just stay there and do it forever. No. And God bless them if they do. Right. If they do, God bless them. But in, in, in our case, we don't. Maybe some of the guys in the band would if, if, if it was. But we're like, hey, you know what? This is cool. We had, we had a moment, and we're having a great time, and life's good, and, and let's go on and do other things. We're not one-note horns. And the other thing if I, uh, that you should take with you, which I, and I think that because you're in the middle of it and you may not see it, is how much that music will live after you're long gone. And that's, the, that's something that you added that most people don't get to do. Uh, those songs will be around to your great grandchildren are around, you know. You know, when we did the reunion in two thousand three, I thought the reunion was going to last two years. Yeah. It lasted fourteen. Wow! In those fourteen years, we played thirty eight countries, and we did one hundred and twenty five shows, and um, we played to crowds that averaged sixty to one hundred thousand people a night. It was everything I ever thought I missed back the first time. I got it back the second time when we walked off stage in Mexico with Kiss. By the way, was our last show uh, yeah. with Kiss. I literally sat on I I. I, I took the bow and my wife said how are you going to feel on that last show and i said you know what i went thank you i'm really happy yeah I'm done you get to a point where that chapter's closed well you don't want to be quiet ryan
Still trying to pull it out, and we talk about that yeah. all the time—the anvil situation. Yeah, 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 uh, and yeah, and yes. Yeah. Well, look, I, Frank, by the way, Frankie Benali, you know, he's cancer. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, you know, and I, I don't know how he's doing, but he performed the other night at the whiskey last weekend. He performed last weekend with the band again. So I just send some love to him. He, he's a great guy. He filled yeah. in for AJ one night. Yeah, oh, really? with us in Vegas, and we were accepting the Vegas that award in Vegas. Yeah, and Frankie Rock got Legends to play with us, and yeah. you know what? He kind of channeled AJ in a bit because he's very much that kind of a he's thing. He's a New York guy. New York the guy, New York guy is yeah. a wonderful guy, and we wish him the best. My mother never let me go see you guys when I was in New York. What you play? Like, remember Lemoors? Oh yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah. Lemoors. Yeah, well, Lemoors. I seen you. Yeah. That, that's gonna be on my gravestone. I seen you at Lemoors. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.